All right, welcome back to Soil Talk, everyone. Uh, Mick Godekin is out planting our innovation plots here this week. So we're recording this uh, episode from our homes with the COVID virus. So uh, hopefully we can stay on track for you. But this week we've got a special guest with us, Jason Weller handles the True Terra Insights engine for Land Lakes. Land Lakes is, of course, a, a good partner for Central Valley Ag. Um, but Jason does a lot of work with sustainability and working with growers, trying to encourage conservation practices, um, build regenerative agriculture. So when we talk about how that ties into soil talk, of course, a, a lot of what they do is, is oriented around soil health and, and trying to uh, keep our soils on our farms and, and create that long-term sustainability for our growers. So Jason, I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit and maybe the, the Insights Engine. Great. And Tim, thank you very much. I appreciate the invitation to join Soil Talk and, um, and congratulate CDA and what you guys are doing to bring out th this kind of communication and approach to engage your listeners and your customers and farmers. Um, just a real brief introduction on myself. Again, my name is Jason and I work for Land Lakes. I've been part of the Land Lakes Farmer Co-op now for about three years. And that entire time I've been part of the sustainability team here at Land Lakes. So the name of our team is True Terra. And True Terra, for your listeners, if they're not familiar, um, is a little business within side of Land Lakes that partners with our farmer cooperative retailer owners like CBA. And we're really proud of our partnership with CBA and trying to help them uh, bring soil health and nutrient management practices that are good for farmer profitability, but then also have a broader benefit for environmental quality, particularly for soil quality and soil performance and function. In terms of my background, prior to Land Lakes, I was an employee of USDA, where I served as the chief of the Natural Resources Conservation Service, NRCS, as many of your listeners would recognize the acronym, or some even still refer to it today as SCS, the Soil Conservation Service. Um, and I would say it was the SCS and NRCS was the world's first soil health organization. It was started 85 years ago in the midst of the Dust Bowl. And its singular focus then, the first chief of NRCS or Soil Conservation Service was Dr. Hugh Hammond Bennett, which in the uh, 1920s, 1930s was a passionate advocate for soil health principles and created in the midst of the Duck Bowl in partnership with President Roosevelt, the Soil Conservation Service, which has grown today to be a national organization which works collaboratively on a voluntary approach with farmers. So I was very proud. I was there for eight years as, uh, as part of the NRCS team for those years as, as chief of the organization. Um, and I saw the potential and the impact of a public approach, what USDA and the teams were doing there but also with their brethren in soil water conservation districts across the country, you know, state and local partners. And um, I was really inspired by that work and inspired by the partnership with farmers, but I also saw the limitations of what the public could do on its own. And why I came to Land Lakes, uh, first and foremost, was because it's farmer owned. And I really like uh, going to work in the morning, understanding who is my boss, who I work for, and my responsibility is to create value and return for those farm families and the owners of the co-op system. And I wanted to be part of a cooperative system that was investing in sustainability and to be complementary to what NRCS can do and also be complementary to what NRCS cannot do. And companies like CBA, you guys are experts in, in crop science, crop fertility, nutrient management, and really that agronomy support for a farmer. 
And that's expertise, whether it's on precision ag technology or in crop health and crop fertility, that perhaps USDA isn't necessarily as expert as they would like to be. And also CDA has immense uh, precision ag and data technology capabilities, which again, public sectors, I think a little bit behind the curve on. And so how do we then, through Truterra, work with CVA and CVA customers and farmers in your area um, to ultimately become a one-stop shop resource for their, their crop productivity and crop success and bottom line ROI, but also then with a broader view around uh, natural resource quality and natural resource performance. So let's talk a little bit more about Truterra. I've worked with it on about, oh, 4,000 acres of our own innovation plots, some growers I work with personally, our own family's farm. It's really kind of an interesting tool. So it, it basically models uh, how our practices affect uh, soil loss, greenhouse gas emissions, nitrogen use efficiency. Helps bring a lot of things into you know a, a model that the grower can say, here's something I'm looking at making a change in my practices. What would that effect be to you know again the the bottom line of the health of my soil, the health of my farm, the sustainability of my practices? Exactly, it's a great summary, Tim. You're already a True Terra Insights Engine expert. I love it. You're a pro. Um, so Tim, the True Terra Insights Engine is a data tool that gives the farmer additional toolbox to go back and use the data they're already creating and, and generating off their fields and farm. And it's helping them add more value to the data they're already collecting and creating. So it's a way to partner with CVA and your different ag technology tools and your nutrient management planning capabilities, as well as with, for example, some of the machinery or technology they may be using on their farms, like with John Deere and John Deere Operations Center, or different tools um, that a farmer be using. Another one. Yeah. Climate, I believe, would allow you to do some of the same things. Yeah. 100%. Climate field view. If a farmer is using climate field view, that's another way that data can be pulled in. And in, in addition to crop success uh, and, and yield, what the Insights Engine allows for is some additional lenses a farmer can then apply in that data and get more value out of. So one of the tools, uh, one of the functions of the Insights Engine is it will benchmark a field for its level of stewardship. So a combination of their agronomy and a combination of uh, the, the traditional conservation practices a farmer may be using. And in that, that scoring tool, it gives them insights into their erosion and into their soil carbon, into their nitrogen use efficiency. And it's a live sandbox tool where a farmer can then plug and play different practices and get an instant feedback on how that improves their sustainability, their stewardship score, and also can improve uh, their soil performance through soil carbon sequestration, reducing erosion, enhancing nitrogen use efficiency. And when you we say, also have a, I'm sorry, go ahead, Tim. When you say sandbox score, you're really saying that that grower can do what if scenarios. If I decided to put in a, a cereal rye cover crop that I uh, planted in October and, and terminated in May, how would that affect soil loss? How would that affect uh, carbon cycling, carbon sequestration, greenhouse gas emissions? You know, how might that affect nitrogen use efficiency? So a grower doesn't have to actually go out there and drill in that rye to get an idea of what's going on. He can, he can try it in the what if scenario before he decides to make a decision that, yeah, this is something I actually want to pursue. Exactly. You 
said it better than I could have, Tim. <laughs> I doubt Like it. I said, you're a true Terra Insight Gingin Pro. I love it. Yes, it's a, it's a way, it's a risk-free way where a farmer then has, it gets basic control and, and is in the driver's seat. And they can see how these uh, changing your rotation, changing your tillage and residue management practices, maybe adding cover crop, tweaking or changing your nutrient management strategy. What does that do to your bottom line economic profitability, but also to some of these other uh, indicators around erosion and carbon and um, emissions. So it's a way for the farmer ultimately understand and build out essentially what is their stewardship plan for their farm. And Jason, you know, you and I have a background in agriculture, but a lot of uh, the people that you talk to using the Truterra Insight engine is actually the backside of that, right? Some of our, our consumers, our food companies, our retailers, What's the interest um, from people outside of agriculture in something like Truterra? So, if you don't mind, Tim, I'm actually going to lead in that question uh, and I tell a brief story. And sure. it's a little bit of my, a little bit deeper dive into my background, but we'll get to, I think, the point you're driving. So, I, I have a long career in, in agriculture. I'm really proud of, of what I've learned, but I continue to learn every day. Um, I am not from a farm, not from a ranch. I grew up in California, coastal California, and I do not have agriculture in my background. And how I got here was I went to a small school here in Minnesota, graduated not knowing what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I took a risk uh, back before internet. I responded to a 140-character advertisement in the school newspaper, and some alum of my college uh, operated a cow-calf operation out in Montana. And they would invite out uh, college kids, essentially as an internship, but it was really to break us down and hopefully build us back up. And I went out and this is not a dude ranch. This is a legit operation. <laughs> uh, and I did a lot of growing that summer and uh, I even earned a nickname. My nickname on the ranch was chief black cloud because wherever I went, I either broke things or I got hurt. It was like, it was just what I did uh, every day. <laughs> and I, I survived, which is the good news. And they actually wanted me to stay on. They invited me to be part of that, that, operation into cabin season and I learned a lot about myself but more importantly I learned a lot about what makes a living off the land and to me my magnetic north is my true north is how do I help farm and ranch families stay on the land how do we help them keep their, their land and that proud heritage and that independence and their business success and on this ranch we worked with my old employer the soil conservation service and we did a lot of good range management pasture management water management and it connected, and it was about really how do we help uh, working lands stay productive, but also do a good job of stewarding their water, their soil resources. So back to your question um, around bigger picture, why land lakes and why true terra and why sustainability? Uh, what's happening in, I think broader from consumers and the public is growing interest, not just in the price of food, they increasingly wanna know how their food is produced where it was grown. And in that production, what's its impact? And as a result, we're starting to see supply chain shifts. And it's no accident that the largest grocery store chain in the world, Walmart, started five years ago on their sustainability journey and trying to position Walmart to a changing consumer preference, how Walmart's doing its part to drive sustainability, however you want to define that. 
And you can go no further from the dairy sector. Dairy as a commodity and as a production system has been really sensitive to this and most exposed to it because that direct consumer to connection. And the dairy industry, um, just speaking for Land Lakes, our customers, our big customers, including Walmart, but other branded names like Nestle, Mars, Unilever, um, PepsiCo, they want insights into how our dairy ingredients and our dairy products are produced. And so it's becoming increasingly a market access question. So I, I see this as a trend line, whether you're, it doesn't matter where you are in, in, in food production and grain, protein, dairy, increasingly the world wants to know how food is being produced. And I see this as a seminal moment, a time for agriculture to no longer lean back, but actually lean in and own the conversation. And we've seen what happens when others define agriculture for us like what's happened with different crop science technologies. And we lose control of the conversation. It goes sideways and ultimately doesn't work out well for the farmer. And so here we go again. And I think in this space, there are companies that in, in marketing companies and brands that want to define sustainability. And I want to say well-intended, but it, they don't understand agriculture. They certainly don't understand farming because that's not their business, it's not their job. So we as an industry, and particularly as a farmer co-op, it's our responsibility to lean into that. And on behalf of our farmer owners, really help guide that conversation. But beyond talk, we need to show we're, we're driving results. And it starts first with showing what farmers are actually doing. And they're doing a fantastic job. There's great stewardship, great conserva conservation of natural resources occurring everywhere. So I think agriculture has an opportunity to really tell a story in a way that's more positive and then along the way, yeah, there's going to be additional opportunities. And those are going to be big and small. And so what I'm interested in is meeting the grower where they're at. So coming back to my ranch story, you know, it's a small ranch family. It wasn't about wholesale overhaul. That ranch is small things you could do to make a difference for their bottom line. And that's what I think we want to do in partnership with CBA. It's the small things that when you add up, really make a big, big result. And so that to me, uh, we have an opportunity to connect with, with the food industry in a way that's different, unique because of our partnership with CBA. And we hope TrueTerra is part of that solution. And really, Jason, one of the first things you need is a, a large amount of acres so we can kind of show the food industry, the consumers, you know, the public at large that, that we're really reflective of what the American farmer is doing out there and we can uh, help move uh, their practices in a direction that is sustainable and by interacting with Land O'Lakes, with the Trutaria Inside en Engine, uh, these outside companies can have an impact on agriculture while we're driving it from a farmer-based program. So, you know, we can quickly have the conversation of, you know, what you're trying to do doesn't actually make sense, but here are some things that would accomplish what you're trying to do and they make sense on the acres, on the farm, they've been ground truth. This is true boots on the ground. We know what we're doing here. Exactly right. And I think this is what's different um, about companies like CBA and your guys, you know, are a serious agronomy company and you have a lot of customers that you work with. And what's different about like CBA and really the Land O'Lakes family, we're a federated cooperative system, is that um, while others talk, we actually can deliver. <laughs> And by that, I think others that are in this ag sustainability space love to have a demonstration trial. They go out and they work with a couple farmers and they have great success. And that's maybe on a few thousand acres. And I don't want to discredit or diminish that, 
but that isn't going to change the conversation. That doesn't improve uh, our soils at scale. It doesn't reduce erosion. That doesn't improve ROI bottom lines for rural communities. So how do we really scale both the story, but and then also help drive a, a broader adoption of some really good practices? And I think that's what's different about CBA and why TrueTerra is really proud to be part of the partnership, but really bigger picture also Land Lakes as a federated cooperative system. And Land Lakes, for your listeners, I mean, we are the third largest farmer co-op in the country. And what's unique is we're a federated co-op in that companies like CBA and other ag retailers and farmer co-ops across the U.S. actually own Land Lakes. We have over 900 cooperative owners. And it's through that network we actually touch as a, as a family, as a, a cooperative system, about 50% of the harvest acres in the United States. It's a, it's a big footprint. And what, what comes with that then is huge opportunity. And I would challenge also then responsibility. And so how do we then advocate for our farmer owners, advocate for agriculture, but then also show the industry what's success look like and we define it on our terms. Now, Jason, one question I have for you is, as you talk about profitability, and, and I know that these things don't happen overnight, but long range, what, what is Land O'Lakes hoping to bring to the grower as a result of a successful Truteria Insights engine? What's that long range goal? I mean, obviously, we know that we can look at our expenses, and, and there's things that we've got going on with soil loss and, and not using nutrients efficiently that we can make improvements on, maybe identifying ground that's not profitable because of the, the combination of yield and cost of inputs that maybe, frankly, that ground shouldn't be in production. But what else is out there? I mean, to me, that's kind of the short term. We can get benefit right now. What's long term? So in my heart of hearts, Tim, um, I, I, in speaking for Truterra or my colleagues, uh, we ultimately want to get farmers appropriately recognized and hopefully compensated. So near term, um, it, the Insights engine itself, I think, has a lot of great value, and it, it allows a farmer to look across the whole operation. So, Jason, you know, kind of to wrap up this episode, and I think uh, if you don't mind, we'll probably ask you to stay over for a second one. You know, this 30,000-foot view we've given everybody of Land O'Lakes' interest in sustainability and, and this tool, the Truteria Insights engine, and how it drives things. Um, you know, kind of just wrap it up a little on that, that the overall view of where we're going with this with the American farmer? So overall, I think the opportunity for the American farmer around sustainability is first, we need as an industry to define sustainability or else others will define it for us. I'm really proud of Truterra and our partnership with CBA. We are defining that for producers in, in a collaborative, voluntary way. Secondly, with the Truth Air Insights engine, there's some great tools that out of the box will give the grower and the farmer's advisor information around, it will help benchmark their farm with their current level of, of sustainability of stewardship. We have a profitability tool called Profit Insights, which shows you field by field opportunities to increase your ROI on your, your working dollar and connecting that to sustainability. And it, we also had have some information for the farmer about cost share opportunities with NRCS. So the bottom line is with the TrueTerra Insights Engine, it, it gives the farmer a toolbox to figure out and plan out what are some different management approaches and maybe conservation practices they want to try that's going to help their bottom line and also protect their soils. 
And then with that, then we want to partner with CVA and connect that farmer to financial assistance to help defray the cost or get these practices installed faster. So that's today's version. Longer term, and perhaps we can get into a conversation on this, uh, we would want to have farmers compensated for their stewardship. And so it isn't yet today in the market where food companies are paying a premium, but I'm optimistic that day is coming. And there are other emerging opportunities, you know, we'll see kind of post-COVID here, COVID-19, but around carbon credits and other water quality environmental credits a farmer can perhaps sell. And we want Truterra and CVA to be the first in line to offer farmers opportunity to not just market their grain, but also market their sustainability. Yeah, you know, from Central Valley Ag standpoint, uh, you know, we do a lot of things with different crops. Uh, we do some things with some white corn that's going right into food production. We now do some work with organic growers. And there seems to be a huge opportunity for our growers moving forward to not just grow feed grade corn and soybeans and, you know, maybe a general wheat, but more target your production to the consumer. And I, and I think long-term, that's where we're going to have to go. We're, we're going to have to think about that end user who is a person, in, you know, at the other end of the United States or even in, in, on another continent who's going to buy the grain we produce or the meat we produce either directly as food or an ingredient in something that they're purchasing. And they want to know that entire chain because there's a lot more interest now in sustainability, in environmental concerns. People are want to make sure that the money they're spending is going to companies that are going to protect the environment. And we want to be part of that. That's oh, great. great. I really, I credit CBA and your guys' leadership for bringing, making that possible. Thank you. Well, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this episode up. Uh, I do want you to stay over and we'll kind of get into more of the detail of the insights engine, but uh, for growers that are listening today, if they've got an interest in talking to Central Valley Ag about the Truterra insights engine, want to maybe get some of their acres enrolled so they can take a look at how their practices rate from a sustainability standpoint. Currently, they just get a hold of their field sales agronomist, their location manager, or myself to Mundorf, the nutrient management lead. And uh, we'll get some material out to you, let you know what information we need to gather. We'll gather that information from you, put it into the insights engine, and then have a good conversation about uh, what your practices look like from a sustainability standpoint, from again, nitrogen use efficiency, greenhouse gas, um, emissions or actual carbon sequestration. We can talk about uh, how the profitability of those practices look according to the Insights Engine and just open them up to using this model as, as a start to moving toward connecting your production of grain to that end user who someday we believe is going to be willing to pay a premium for grain that's grown sustainably. So Jason, thanks very much and we'll, uh, we'll keep you here for the next episode. Tim, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.